I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. We're going to change the world. Talk about our generation's whole work-life balance crap. (laughs) Um, It's really just life. We're changing the way that people work, the culture, and every level of, of how business runs. Please don't talk to me about sports, though. I don't know anything. Fergie, if you're listening, I'd love to meet you. The building industry has long been reluctant to change. When things are going well, developers and builders have had no incentive to rock the boat. But now... Post-recession, a shift in society and culture has ushered in a tidal wave of change in the industry, and there's no going back. Welcome to Spaces, where we explore and analyze how the building industry is evolving, from design and construction to management and economics. Join hosts Jason, Ali, and Demetrius as they discuss the evolution of your spaces. Hello, welcome to Spaces. I'm your host, Demetrius, and I'm here with co-hosts Ali and Jason. This is our maiden voyage, and we'd like to start off with a show description and brief insight into our individual backgrounds. As far as the show, Spaces is a millennial-led podcast focused on discussing all aspects of the building industry, 
from design and construction to management and economics, we're going to try and cover it all. Uh, Jason, Allie, and I have been in our industries for eight years or more, and we're all different ages, but closer to the leading edge of millennials. So we have a unique understanding of our generation while also having some blend of the previous generation's characteristics. I'm an architect and early on in my career, compared to other industries, I was really frustrated with the lack of innovation in the building industry, especially home building. Uh, but that has recently begun to change in home building and beyond, in part because of what I call the millennial effect either millennial decision-making or from others trying to figure out millennials and how to target them. We're changing the way that people work, the culture, and every level of how business runs. And this is because millennials are now the largest generation in the U.S. By 2020, we're expected to make up 75% of the workforce. And with this rapidly evolving industry and other mounting issues that are lingering from the 2008 recession, Millennials really need a forum to discuss issues and explore historical references and new advancements in our industry. So we hope you'll engage with us through our email, hello at spacespodcast.com, and our social sites where you can pretty much search Spaces Podcast on any platform and find us there. Other than that, uh, we hope you make this show your form and join us in on this conversation and now i'd like to go around the room and give everyone a chance to go into their backgrounds jason hey everyone uh my name is jason i graduated from cal state fullerton with a uh, marketing degree and in business management um currently i run operations and business development for a couple companies that are on the finishing side of the industry um, so I get a different perspective as far as the types of materials and finishes and trends that we tend to see on the inside finishes of the home. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts about how the field is running, what the manpower looks like out there, um, and ultimately just the overall operation of how those products are being built timeliness-wise, cleanliness-wise, and even quality-wise. Um, so been been at the companies that I work at now, I think, for about 13 years. Um Always knew I wanted to be in the construction industry. I'll be honest, didn't know it was going to be on the pieces that I'm in right now. I thought it would be more on the builder side. But what's been really cool about being part of the ops side of the business is I get to interact with a lot of our builder partners um, from a structure and scale and um, obviously an operational side. So I get to see a lot of that as well, which is nice. And then ultimately, all of our building partners do have a wide, wide range of product types um, all throughout Southern California, Northern California, and we even look at stuff that you know starts to to stre uh, stretch more so um, towards the Midwest. So pretty cool stuff. Cool. And uh, the the thing I love about Jason, he's a, a straight shooter. Yeah, not a lot of BS. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna uh, he's gonna tell it like it is. So uh, you'll you'll love that part of of his perspective as we continue on with the show. Um, Jason, do you you have anything that you want to share, kind of? on a personal level, uh, about, about your background. It's straight uh, to business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Personal level, uh, married, have a couple kids. Um, I spend a lot of time, basically everything with me is, is 100% go. It's about a hundred miles an hour all the time from waking up at, you know, potentially sub 4am, um, getting to the gym early, getting home to be the family man and the dad and, and make breakfast for the kids before I head to the office, get there about seven o'clock. Uh, putting a full time, usually out of there five between five and six in the evening. 
Um, and then from there, it's some version of sports for the kids. So whether it's uh, coaching soccer, coaching youth hockey, um, I pretty much know what day it is based off of what I have to coach that evening. Nice. Um, everything else tends to blend together, which I think is also a good spot, which I know we'll get into um, when we get talk about our generation, this whole work-life balance crap. Yep. Um, <laughs> it it's really just life. So what you do with it is your decision. And ours right now is I kind of believe if there's anything you can do, you should do. Um, and so that's it. Definitely a, a family and a man of faith. I, I think that's it. I've got I've had a lot of interactions with the youth that we're talking about. Um, I, I've had the, the last three years I was able to coach on a college level as well. So it was interesting to have a lot of the discussions with those kids that are going to become our next workforce, um, what they're looking to do, what they think they're entitled to do, <laughs> um, and basically the just overall misunderstanding of what that future looks like, to be honest with you. I think, I think there's a big misunderstanding. So, you know, I know, I know Demetrius, you got a lot of things planned to discuss. Yeah. I know that'll get into it. And most likely I'll probably tangent off and all yeah. those, and someone's going to have sure. to slap me to bring me back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, really looking forward to it. So. Um, I have no idea where we're going to go with this thing and how this is going to work out, but excited nonetheless. Allie. Yeah, so I'm excited to work with you guys. With Jason, there are very few things that him and I agree with. <laughs> and that's what's quite fun is when I talk to him, I'm like, I don't agree with you, but you have a good argument and you've thought it through and you have different reasons for that. Uh, so I am... Born and raised in the Midwest, and I think that will come out in my personality. I had someone tell me the other day, they're like, you're not from here in California, are you? I didn't know that. Oh, she's like, oh, that makes sense you're from the Midwest. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> she never wanted to elaborate, so I'll let that go. Uh, I went to the Ohio State University. Uh, the. So please don't talk to me about sports, though. I don't know anything about Ohio State football. <laughs> I said I went to one smart school, one sports school, so I also have my master's from the London School of Economics in England. Um, I studied real estate economics and finance. How was that, being in England? Uh, if anyone would do it, you know, I left with 75000 in student loan debt, but Holy I gosh. became a different person. I became more well-rounded. I traveled the world. I met people. I thought I was smart at my school, and then I met people that were smarter than anyone you would ever meet in your life. You're, it's humbling. It's Your husband's from England, Right? He right. is. Yeah. Okay. So my husband's from England. We did not meet when we were there. Strangely, uh, we trip. both met when we ended up here in California. And you, huh. you do a wedding it though, didn't you? Wasn't we, there a wedding here and then a wedding there? No. He proposed to me there. Okay. That's yeah. We, in the London Bridge. So if oh. you guys know that famous blue bridge, we were there. I just know the song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fergie. No. The, no, the no, nursery rhyme. <laughs> There's another little insight into uh, Ali's life right there. Fergie, if you're listening, I'd love to meet you. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, no, not Fergie. Uh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, so my specialty is completely different than the other two gentlemen. I know macroeconomics. I know regional economics. I know what drives different markets, and I really understand demographics. So Jason and I, going back to how we disagree on everything, I've spent the past few years really studying millennials and understanding all of them. And I have a lot of respect for millennials, and I think that's why this podcast is going to make sense, because we're going to going to change the world yeah <laughs> i agree uh so yeah i'll, I'll jump into to my background again i'm an architect um i work primarily in the residential field um i did uh i went to cal poly pomona a local guy from uh from southern california uh specifically from compton california 
uh, everybody always kind of gets raises an eye roll when I say that, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I've had a, a kind of a, a different background, different perspective. Um, being from Compton, I had really hardworking parents that um, you know did what they could to give me the opportunities they could. So I mean, I I have such a diverse background being from one point where you see someone get shot and killed right outside my front door to traveling the world a few weeks later or something like that. Um, so, so I have a, a different perspective from a lot of people. Um, and I, I'm hoping that that can come through in the show and, and, you know, give people, uh, a different understanding of different sides. Um, so that's one part of it. Um, again, uh, I currently work as an architect in the residential industry, uh, but I do have interest in other uh, focuses of commercial, residential, um, hospitality. So I, I have a ton of interest, and you'll see that as we progress in the show. I have a long list of things that I want to talk about in different design aspects. Um, so let's see, what else? Anything else I need to talk about? I was about? wondering that one topic we were talking about earlier, does that fall into hospitality or? <laughs> or the prison? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it's a form of, uh, so we'll, we'll run through a, a quick list of uh, things we want to talk about. As Jason mentioned, prisons uh, is one that I really want to get into and kind of explore. Uh, so we'll, we'll be all over the place. Um, our, all of our backgrounds are currently residential based so we'll probably come back to that a lot and touch on that but we do want to kind of get outside of just the residential uh industry and explore a lot of different topics as well as on the the management side jason has some real interest in that and how things run so um we'll we'll get into all of that as we progress but i wanted to ask you guys um how do you feel about doing this podcast Whoever wants to jump in. I'll jump in. You know, I have, as an economist, one of the things that we're taught is efficiency. So you need to fill your time and you need to be smart with your time. So for me, every morning when I wake up, I listen to Bloomberg while I get ready. When I walk to my car, I listen to an audiobook. When I am like doing my makeup, I listen to NPR. I listen to something that I learn every second of the day, but I've never listened to a podcast before. Yeah, that's so. the interesting <laughs> thing that I just found out. You've never listened to one. And you just recently recorded, your, you did an interview on one. Yeah, and I had no idea what to expect. I was like, okay, I think he's going to ask me questions, <laughs> and I'm going to come prepared with, with some ideas. But yeah, it was really, it was an interesting experience. So I'm super excited to do this with you guys. Cool. Jason. Yeah, I, shoot, I only recently got involved in it, and the only reason why is there's a company that I follow, uh, part, part of one of my routines. I'm at the gym uh, usually six days a week. Um, that's kind of really, uh, once you get into being married and, and having kids and stuff like that, it, it's hard to find your time. So that roughly hour and a half or so each morning is, is my time. And it's usually filled with some kind of upbeat music or whatever the deal is. But um, with, with that workout segment, you know, we, we take basic supplements and stuff like that. So there's a company by the name of First Form that I really, really like. And I like the guy that owns it and runs it. He's the, the CEO of it. His name's uh, Andy Frazella. And he's got a podcast called, you know, this is right up my alley, the MF CEO Project, <laughs> uh, which I think is really interesting. It's aimed at entrepreneurs. I, I'm not necessarily, I have an entrepreneurial mind, but uh, I've never uh, tried to necessarily be an entrepreneur. That's not what I want to do because I don't want it to overly consume my life. Um, but his, a lot of the things that he talks about in that podcast really resonate very deeply with me. 
um, and how he looks at people and opportunities and, and uh, a lot of the social media junk that we see these days, everything out there is like an overnight success or whatever and probably 99.9% of it none of those people are successful and there certainly is no such thing usually um, for the vast majority as an overnight success. So I've actually enjoyed following that. And what's kind of neat is when you subscribe to it, and this is all new for me, (laughs) it pops up when there's a new one, you know what I mean? So you can kind of pop onto it and and listen to it. And there's, what's interesting for me is some of them are like eight minutes long. And then there's a couple where I'm expecting to go through a couple, you know, a couple of them. And there's one that was like 50 minutes long. Yeah. And um, I was just like, okay. And for me, I start to glaze over because I can't pay attention to anything yeah. that long. Yeah, um, so, so if I fall asleep over here, that's why. Um, <laughs> I, but, I'll uh, get a stick to post. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but uh, but I, I really enjoyed that. So, um, you know, I, I'm trying to find other things. But honestly, between, you know, kind of like you're saying, you have your routines and trying to fit time-wise in. I don't have enough time to really to check out that many of them. So maybe ours will be the second one since uh, <laughs> I don't listen to any. It'll be kind of interesting to hear us talking on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited to do this, um, and and I, I mean we came together, and I think it it's going to provide something that's uh, unique because uh, in our industry there's there's nothing really like this, to have this background of you know ops and design and economics all in one room talking about you know how our industry is really changing. So I'm really excited to see what what comes out of this um, complete experiment. Um, you know the the idea popped up and and we're gonna see see where this goes and what happens but and we it, should say thank you because this is your idea and we yeah. came into this room and it's like what did you do oh my gosh this yeah. is so cool so yeah so the prop has to go to Demetrius for, for the the start on this whole thing for yeah. sure I appreciate it um, so so as we as we do move forward and again this is gonna kind of evolve as we go uh, just because it's you know, that's the nature of this thing. Um, what are you guys kind of looking forward to specific topics or, you know, different things that you guys want to focus on and talk about, Jason? Yeah, I think, um, you know, what I'm looking forward to in, in this is really getting perspective from other peers mm-hmm. um, and what they see. And obviously, like as much as, you know, Ali, you and I disagree on, you know, apparently everything, <laughs> um, you know, really getting that different perspective from what you see. And, and there is a good age gap. I mean, I'm 36. Um, and so it's, you know, I'm a little I'm further, further ahead in my life than, than, than you guys are age wise. So it'll be interesting to see kind of one side versus the other side of that um, age range. You know what I mean? And what you guys are kind of coming up with. It's not that different. It's not, it's, but I think yeah. I think there's I think there's enough of a gap to where it does make a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you get two, three, four years yeah. in, in a career can can be a huge difference. Yeah, true. You know true. what I mean? There's there's certain you're you're gonna say something. I will never say how old I am. I will just say <laughs> I am between seventeen and thirty seven. Nice work. Nice work. So so with that, there you go. Yeah. We'll get we'll get Ally off the fence because sitting on the fence at some point hurts. So um but you know, I'm I'm really looking for the, the perspective on it. I like the general discussion about where the industry is going clearly you know everybody in this room knows i'm pretty opinionated with um my thoughts on it and even you know last night it was a little bit more affirming for me on the direction that we're trying to take because we're at a big gala industry gala and you look at the room and um with the companies that i'm with the table there was the only one that had people really that are you know molding the companies they work with under 40 years old 
um, and everything else. I mean, there's a gap. It goes from about where yeah. we were all the way to 65 and 70, yeah. um, and maybe some 50s sprinkled in. But there's not a lot in, in of our generation in positions of you know. Ultimately, I'm not a power person, but power yeah. that make those decisions and have the general guiding for those companies that are in our industry. And I think that's really interesting. So, um, kind of troubling too. Yeah, you know what I mean. What's that next generation in the future really look like uh, when everybody decides, okay, I've had enough. I'm out. And, and that's, who's going to grab the reins? That's an interesting topic in itself, and, and I'm sure we'll you'll yeah. we'll get a show to focus on that. But if you look around, kind of just around what's going on in the world, how this this shift is occurring because of that huge gap, and there's no one in the middle really. Uh, in some cases, it's working out well. In some, it's not working out that well. If you just look in the sports industry, these mm-hmm. these different guys that are taking over, uh, what's his name, the uh, Rams' new coach. Uh, oh, Sean, Sean something, right? Yeah, Sean. Yeah. He's uh, completely changed that team around. Yeah. He's only 31, right. I think, right. 32, something like that. Right. Um, so so this is occurring all over the place. There's CEOs that are in their 30s taking mm-hmm. over companies. Again, it's either working out in some cases and right. some not, but um, it's a different mindset that, that people have um, in our generation that are you know, making huge changes to the way industries run just because of our perspective and, and some of the things that we have interest in. So, and I hate to be that person, but of your table, so you said Mm. your table is the only one with people under 40. I mean, I think there were some tables of people there, but yeah. yeah. Um, how many of the decision makers at your table were women? Uh, two, two of two of what would have been one, two, three, four, technically five. Okay. So, you know, everything was, was like, you know, associate plus one. So obviously my wife went and she probably has a lot more decision-making ability in the company than I think because she influences just about everything I do. Um, but ultimately, um, there was a couple females there that have, you know, ranking positions, if you will, within the company. Um, now, albeit they're not the final decision makers, and I think that's something that can be discussed later on because there is a big push towards, you know, gender equality and, and what our, our industry specifically is very lacking in that side. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a shift because of our generation or not. And I think it probably should be because of the amount of individuals coming out of college with yeah. degrees in that type of space. Um, and Lord knows we build houses to sell to the ladies ultimately. So <laughs> why not have a lady out there doing those types of decisions, you know? Um, so still, still very, you know, there's somebody in our industry that says it's full of old white men. And that is, you know, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, at some point that has to change because overall, you know, social economically, we're changing in that, just in that mindset as it is. So yeah. I think it's going to be forced. It's just, what's that mix look like? So, yeah. And I have to applaud our company too. We just had this big presentation that we host in Orange County. And typically you go, and like you said, old white men, you kind of go and the presenter, yeah. the economist will be a man and the expert in the area will be a man. And in our group, we had two, three presenters, all three of us were women. And then we also had two pop-up speakers in the audience and they happened to also be women. And our CEO went up and said, is this the industry changing? Oh my gosh, look at all of this. You don't normally see that in an event where the women are, you know, equally as capable. And you've, you've actually gotten a lot like really active lately as far as doing kind of tours and and speaking uh, engagements and and those type of things, right? Yes. So I'm for my company, I'm a national presenter. So I go around and what I find really interesting is I think Jason, I've talked to you about this before is 
when I'm networking before the event, no one wants to talk to me. Yeah. If you, you'll see yeah. my picture. You, I'm, I don't look like I'm smart. I don't look like I make good decisions. <laughs> but after I give a presentation, all of a sudden, these people that didn't want to talk to me will line up to yeah. kind of learn. So yeah. I think it's good to, at least for me on a national stage, to be able to challenge conventional wisdom about what a young woman is capable of doing. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really empowering. Yeah. And that's actually kind of a good segue uh, into my next question for you guys. Um, well, you didn't answer what, what you're looking to get out of this. Oh, well. <laughs> um, the list comes out. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, I guess for me, um, I, I think we we have this opportunity to to basically be like the reporters on the ground um, to to let other people know what um, how this how this industry is changing. Um, and and I think this is also selfishly an opportunity to kind of explore and see um, different avenues of what an architect can do. Um, you know, again, this society is changing and, and the advancement of technology is providing all these different opportunities to do different things. And an architect is basically a problem solver. Um, through design um, and and that's an industry that's getting very bogged down for several different reasons that I mean I'll, I'll get into later but um, I think this is another avenue to be a problem solver to to explore and discuss how you can come up with the solution for something um, whether five or a million people listen uh, that, that we'll see how it happens but um, it's, well, it could be our own therapy group, though, too. Yeah, so yeah, de- right. definitely. So that that'll that'll be uh, that'll be good too. So I can I can complain and get get some stuff out of off my chest. Uh, but but I think that's kind of where where I'm at right now on on what I expect to to see and to get out of this. Um, but is there anything else that you guys want to get out of this personally? I'm just excited that we all have different specialties. So I spend, besides when I'm going out presenting, I sit there and look at data and talk to data all day. (laughs) I don't get to talk to architects or I don't get to talk to people in ops. So I think it'll be interesting to see if we're all looking at the same kind of thing. I think our next show will be interesting, kind of how do we all view that from a financial point of view or from a design point of view or from fundamentals. When I look at it, ultimately you've got a lot of different elements here, which is fun to hear about. Right. So depending on how you look at it, it's like chicken or the egg. So you got the data, you got the, you know, you got the design part and I'm going to kind of look at it as best I can to represent some of the other stuff as far as what the feasibility is to be able to build that and and look at it and how I see that staging out. So clearly I'm not going to say I'm an expert in those areas (laughs) because I'm not, um, I understand ours really well, but, um, you know, just in seeing job sites and gosh knows there's a lot of year end stuff coming out. So I spend a lot of time in the field right now and seeing what some of the chaos looks like and how could you eliminate some of those steps and, and things of that nature or, or really clean them up and tidy them up. So I'm really looking forward to, to hearing the perspectives on it Yeah, and bouncing ideas off of it. You know what I mean? Um, because you're right, there's not a lot of this type of stuff that goes on in a free-form discussion yeah. for our industry at all, and certainly not from this, this age range. So, so yeah, th- this will be definitely cool to, to kind of learn from each other, too, because, I mean, we don't have that much crossover on an everyday basis, um, not specifically us, but, you know, people with our, our, our focuses uh, don't get that much of a crossover. So this is an opportunity not just for us to learn, but... Um, listeners to, to kind of get these different perspectives, uh, whatever their background uh, or focus may be. So with that, I think we'll, we'll kind of tie this one up. 
and move on to the next episode. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this and we'll come back. Um, We'll see you guys in a couple weeks if you are listening to this uh, as we put them out. If you are catching up, hit next and we will see you then. Thanks. Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host Patrick McLaney, FAIA former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise. From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.